0: When I think about Steely Dan and your music in the same breath, I'm, I kind of can't help but think about how there's so much synergy with it being often Los Angeles based. A lot of their characters and uh, scenarios seem to be centered around their experience as transplants, uh, potentially rejecting the host body of the city or variously thriving in it. It's something I've felt about some of your music too. But you're from here; you're a native, Angelino so this is actually your home. It, it
1: really is uh, uh, my backyard. You know, I mean, it's 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 our backyard. I'm sure I'm sure it had its appeal to uh, to a guy who went to Bard College. You know, and you know, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I I don't come up with characters as much as I just sort of uh, just kind of uh, just you know just kind of like spit out what's around me. I I don't uh, well, I mean, you know. Uh, LA has been—it's always gets—it gets a rap, or it had a rap as being just you know the most uh, sort of a garish kind of god, gross. There's like I mean, no culture here, or like no uh, no real educated elite or whatever like that kind of you know I mean there's no there's there's no Martha's Vineyard. I mean there's Beverly Hills, but that's just like you know new money and small time crooks gone in one generation kind of thing. So there's there's no real like uh, pedigree out here. I mean, I'm, I'm from that. So that's, so in a sense, I, I, it's all I know. And, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be confused with, uh, any, you know, long Island chaps. If you, if you know, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy to not like, you know, be a part of that world. Or
0: Ariel coral pink shorts.
1: I'm not going to go to the, uh, Obama's anytime soon <laughs> and, uh, you know, go paddle boarding or anything like that. Uh, so yeah. So I think that this is them, them kind of like, you know, coming from that, from that ilk, uh, uh, and sort of fetishizing what what their trips to Los Angeles were about. Yeah. Uh, so I see it from their perspective, and, and, it, and it kind of like has a whole new kind of like, I can actually appreciate w- where I come from a little bit more. And with the sort of like, you know, the insight of the objectivity to sort of, uh, you know, kind of narrow in and focus on specific aspects of it.
0: Or, or, or like the insight of their subjectivity, their like kind of curdled view of it. It, it kind of makes the record feel to me it make more sense when you think about it as them being a bit uh, of like outsiders making like a grotesque mm. of what they see in the high so- relative high society of like Beverly Hills and so on right like glamour profession and hey 19 they these songs kind of have this too much cologne reek to them
1: yeah exactly it's rodeo drive it's 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 uh and and that's the whole that's the whole point and uh uh and that that is the part that i actually you know that really spoke to me and also the part that i think was was finally like off-putting enough to the general audiences uh or to their fan base or whatever that to kind of like you know sort of pigeonhole uh, uh gaucho as being a sort of a the beginning of the end, or the you know the 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 work of of an afterthought, or something like that. A band after its peak, or something like that.
0: Ironically, as cynical as they might be, here they are kind of setting the template for uh, Los Angeles-based rock acts moving forward.
1: Well, they definitely set the template for uh, for a bunch of New Yorkers coming out here and uh, raising the uh, the rents. I mean, if you really want to get the native Angelino's perspective, it's probably uh, you know you're you're really just getting the Orange County perspective, and I think that that's uh, that's a fair enough uh, assessment of that. I mean, I think that like you know, LA is just really just the neighboring towns for the most part. Um, all people, you know, from the outskirts or people from Orange County um, moving up there because it's just closest city. And, it's kind of like, kind of like the Bay Area a little bit, but like it's a different, slightly different uh, type, type of person. But Orange County, I think, is like it's LA for all intents and purposes.
0: Yeah, that's uh, very true in many ways. <laughs> I mean, I'm from the suburbs. Ian and I both are. When you say
1: suburbs, what do you mean? With what, what, well,
0: suburbs, Ian and I went to school in Agora Hills. Um, oh yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Spent oh. a lot of time in the valley yeah. and downtown. Like even as kids, it's it's kind of just wherever you're able to drive right um it, it, this record of a little bit I've, i was just rereading uh some Bretties analysis. I was reading less than less than zero <laughs> and this is kind of like that <laughs> like in a way it's in same era too yeah it is like, it, it belongs yes. in that canon of the these views of los angeles from People who are within something they know is uh, kind of gross but glamorous. It's like and their parents
1: a little bit more. It's, it's it's a little bit like you know like a
0: uh, yeah. It's uh, a little older uh, than the high school age, but
1: it's it's like they're the parents of the. Of, it's like what mom and dad are doing, like you know, for the weekend. Uh,
0: yeah, in, in that you, whole book and in, in all his stuff, the parents are nowhere to be seen, and this is what they're doing. Exactly, they're 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 they're
1: off on the, on a yacht in fucking in 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 Marina Del Rey or something like that for the week.
0: Yeah, they're having like a weird threesome, like in Babylon's history. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, yes, exactly, with Liberace or something. like
0: that. <laughs> they Leave a little note on the marble countertop, in Bel Air uh, mansion, and then they're going out to. Do a glamour profession.
1: My favorite track on the record.
0: Is is that your favorite
1: one? Yeah, definitely. It's definitely definitely the the, the ultimate the peak of the of the whole thing for me. <laughs> would say I'd say that like IGY probably
0: oh well they sound really similar they have this is where you can really hear that like yeah. this sonically sounds so much like IGY yeah to me.
1: that's for me it's like that's like that's it's the, the slow the sort of low-key down-tempo the brooding um, <laughs> the brooding sort of like you know the the, the darkness or something like that that I, I'm always drawn to uh, in in in, uh, in in Steely Dan's output so I mean, I mean, the the more, the more sort of the closer to the sort of like a uh, to to an emotionality that you, that you can get, the better, in my opinion. But but I, I tend to like uh, uh um I, I like I like it when uh, when Donald Fagan, it's 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 him actually kind of like you know dropping his mask a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, the song as much as it seems on its surface to be a uh, glamorous like it's in the title, and it has all these really funny. Lyrics about just like driving around and uh selling drugs and yeah celebrating with dumplings and whatever, off but to Barbados. off to Barbados, but then it's also living hard will take its toll. No song that's just fully uh celebrating any of this would ever have that as the main refrain. Know, it's like life, life in LA is so lonely, you know? it's this ominous cloud, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that one actually kind of does have a a, a very uh, IGY vibe to it, too. Just in terms of, it's it's almost like a like a sister song to it or something like that.
0: But instead of being a song about like the aspirational future, it's just like aspiring to. Get a nineteen-year-old to um, talk about records with you long enough to uh, right come back with you to your shag appointed apartment
1: shag layer yeah is your shag bus
0: <laughs> the shag yeah into the the mystery machine shaggy's bus <laughs>
1: is this is, this isn't the one this isn't the record that had like Mark Knopfler come in and do like a a lead a, a thousand times, is
0: it? No, that's right. It is. Uh, it was on Gaucho on Time Out of Mind. They basically did um, Stanley Kubrick uh, to him. They, like, made him do it. They did yeah.
1: to they they the Shelley Duvall. <laughs> yes, they, they
0: treated him like Shelley Duvall. <laughs> uh, there's actually a piece um, about it uh, that I just, uh, when you search Knopfler and Steely Dan that uh, is titled, When Steely Dan Destroyed the Morale of Mark Knopfler. <laughs> They just like were criticizing him along the way, um, as you know, while like dr- you know dry- grinding him into the ground. It was a strange experience, Nolfo recalled, like getting into a swimming pool with lead weights tied to your boot. When asked about Nolfo's frustration, Becker added, "I think he definitely felt that because he would play something and it was okay, <laughs> and then we'd like it later."
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is why you have to hear the fucking demos, man. Uh, the demos demos without any of the uh the added bonus stuff and, and i mean it's 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 anal enough uh uh without any of the bells and whistles, you know but but it's but it's also just kind of like you know like like why why, <laughs> like, why? it's all sort of taken for granted now, i suppose, but but i mean uh, uh just like the way that they they were so anal with uh isolating the drums and stuff like that, i think they they played like. <laughs> They played like every every part of the drum kit separately just to get it perfectly isolated it's something like that it's some, something ridiculous like that they should, they could have just used a drum machine you know <laughs> yeah
0: it's 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 odd cuz it kind of it, at a certain point it does imply something about the whole uh artistic <laughs> approach the whole idea of what they're doing cuz they don't give much credit to the idea that the listener can fill in the gaps with their mind and uh, just kind of have this relationship with an imperfect recording. It's like you're being presented with the, just like this is exactly this object. And there is kind of a different attitude that comes with knowing how much effort it took for them to carve it in stone in that way. And it's like only up to you to just have the best speakers to know how much you like the record.
1: You know exactly. I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a perfect example of two inch reel to reel. You know the 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 wonders of uh, of having uh, that much uh, that much tape or that ha- having having that much width on your tape to to uh, to get the optimal sound experience or it's pretty you know like it's it's uh but it, it's sort of a foregone conclusion now because it's you know and now that we don't nobody uses tape anymore you you just have a cold digital uh uh you know it's it's become i guess the the the, the state of the art i mean just to have have uh, uh things sounding as dead and clean as uh uh, as they do on this record it's it's almost like it's like uh, the the, the anti band sort of approach it and music in the yeah. box a little bit, but uh, yeah, it,
0: it, it really couldn't be further from a lot of your uh, records in some way. Like the, the feeling of things being porous and like loosely knit and having that be part of the charm. There's just none of that here. It's like they are trying to make it into a, well, there's a, nothing a spontaneous spirit.
1: about it. There's nothing, there's nothing that's like, that seems like, you know, uh, uh, accidental or anything like that like it, it, but it it's but it's still it is and it's sort of like it 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 it's walks the tightrope of the it's, it's not a preset that's that's the thing it's not a preset it's just playing it's 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 an actual guy that's playing those those little like those stabs those little you know those those little uh, steely dan chord stabs
0: yeah i mean something about them that is interesting is like a paradox with Steely dan i think is that's exemplified on the later albums but especially on gaucho it's like they are so cold and clinical but it is a celebration of the spontane- like the spontaneity of these players and what comes automatically now with every digital recording was uh, the work of master artisan craftsmanship on their part back then it's like putting all of the uh, effort in the world to just highlight something real but like you're putting it in like a high tech glass cube, but to their credit, they really care about what's in the cube. It says something about their attitude about what what they want a record to be. That they they don't care about it being a band. There is this very like, weirdly detached idea of like this is where this goes. It, it and this is it's it's not about collaboratively playing together anymore there's no togetherness right it's antisocial yeah but that suits this record i think perfectly. yes exactly i was thinking a lot about the the beach boys recently because i've just been kind of uh listening to a lot of it and a lot of like later beach boys (laughs) stuff and it kind of occurred to me that there's something about, you know, the, their attempts to become, like, a grown-up group, like, to sort of shed the baby fat and be, like, taken seriously, where they do these little things that are, like, oh, that song's kind of, a, like, they're raunchy, or, like, this song is, like, not just about, like, you're being true to your school, and they're, like, growing beards and just being, like, sophisticated. but it's a little awkward. And they have to like shoehorn that in, but like Steely Dan, it it, it kind of puts in perspective that like what Steely Dan is is only that adult stuff, and that's like where they start, and that's kind of where they did start. And so by this time, they don't even maybe not notice, but like it's getting into just these weird little sad corners of the adult world. Yeah, but but not in like a lived-in way. <laughs> The songs are like the Beverly Center, <laughs> it's something that's for adults to enjoy uh, that has not much soul to it.
1: So, it just yeah, there seems to be like I think that the thing about that you just mentioned about the Beach Boys uh, and the, this is sort of like the the, the sort of unique paradox of uh, of rock and roll too, and 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 and, and the whole Western cultural tradition is that like yeah it is on the one hand the product of these young minds you know directed to young minds for young minds and and and, and it, but then, then there's the, the the sort of like the weird uncomfortable paradox of these people having to grow up in public as well